0: Welcome back to The Running Report where we we'll give running news produced for and by the culture And we are on another episode of Two Black Runners like yes, I said before and we doing it one more time <laughs> This is our new type of like podcast type series I'm your guy Joshua Paz always joined with a brother from the same mother Aaron Aaron how you doing bro?
1: Dude, I'm doing great. I'm really excited about who we got on today. I mean, I think we're gonna put a lot of people on right now.
0: Yeah, bro. If y'all don't, if y'all don't follow this man already on Instagram, if you don't follow him on on YouTube, I don't really know where you've been. I don't know where you've been in the running world, but we got somebody over here that was still your PR in his Gucci socks, and his Gucci flip flops. <laughs> we have the man from Georgetown that like, doing it for about four years now. We have the man, he's basically, he's special. the he's one he's the, the one and only. athlete special, my guy, bruh. We got Spencer Brown on Two Black Runners. Spencer, how's it going, bruh, how, how you been?
2: How's it going, guys? Thanks so much for having me on the podcast. I've I've been doing well. It's a uh, for sure a weird time for all of us with this whole quarantine oh, yeah. situation. But uh, you know, I'm just trying to stay positive, um, enjoy life for now, and yeah. But um, appreciate you guys having me on. And yeah. we don't want
0: to really dive too much into. Co- I'm sorry, Aaron, for cutting you off. We don't dive too much into COVID-19, but we we saw. Uh, just like how's it been affecting your daily life like so far as we got more into this? I know here in California, it's pretty crazy, bro. Like I was on a run today, just solo-dolo and I saw like a family of three walking when they had, they, all three of them had masks on and they kind of like protected themselves for me as I tried to like run to the sides. <laughs> it's getting wild over here, but like how's, how's it is out there for you?
2: Yeah, so I'm in Connecticut, which is a really big hotbed for um, COVID-19. And, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I know it's, it's literally all anyone talks about these days, but uh, yeah. its it, it definitely affects day-to-day life for me. Um, running, I've actually gotten in trouble a few times with running with friends, so I have to kind of dial that back, do a lot more social distancing yeah. type stuff. But it's just an adjustment that I think everyone's got to be uh, making. And I think at the end of the day, like, we're all, you know, understanding that this issue is bigger than running, so we just have to get through it and, um, you know, do what we can to help others but yeah no it's uh it's definitely for sure affected training i can't get on any tracks anymore which is really tough and um it just it's made it's made workouts a lot more difficult to do and filming but i don't know it's it's definitely uh become a new challenge and obstacle especially with trying to get videos out um but you know we're all in the same boat at the end of the day so that's sort of my take on that
1: Yeah, no lie. Me and Joshua just the other day had to hop a fence so he could get a workout in with our dad. We could definitely relate. You're not supposed to disclose that information, bro. We don't want to incriminate
0: ourselves, bro. Uh Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. (laughs) but then moving on from that bro we also seen that like COVID-19 like really affected like your well your outdoor season going on your final track season as you came back for a fifth year just talk about that decision real quick of just like you you already said in your videos that you're going to forgo your decision of coming back next year even before like the eligibility thing like came out like what was well how'd you feel and how'd you come to that decision
2: Well, yeah, that first and foremost, that was, yeah, that for any, any athlete who was in the NCAA and all sports, it just sucked so much when, uh, they ended, um, the season for everyone. We all understood why they did it and it was the right decision, but it didn't make it any better feeling for us. Uh, and it was a, such a crappy way for me to go out as a fifth year, but, um, I, I made the decision even before we heard that you could get another year of eligibility back that I was for sure going to be done with being an NCAA athlete, uh, after this year, um, being an NCAA athlete's really fun. I loved it. Um, I I mean, I did it for five years, but it does restrict a lot of what I could do content wise with my videos. Um, and I, at the end of the day, like I, I was really ready to move on from the NCAA. I never got the closure that I wanted, but, would it be worth holding out on being able to monetize videos and move somewhere else just for one more year of outdoor track? I don't, I don't think it would have been worth it for me. Um, but I appreciate that question. And, and a lot of people have asked me about that and it's probably one that, uh, could have gone either way. But I think for just me personally, I, I have a lot left in the tank for running, um, outside of the NCAA. So it's not like I'm done running. It's not like, Oh, you ended your career short. Um, I plan on professionally running, so I I just kind of thought that I needed to move on. So that's my answer. So we got Spencer Brown here, you know, athlete
1: special, 44k subs, trying to go pro, get a sponsorship now. But like, where does this all begin? Where does it start? I looked up a little bit on you, saw you were a club runner, me and Joshua grew up doing clubs. So how did you get into running? That's where it's at. Like who really got that running kick into you i i think it's in your genes i'm
2: hearing from watching your videos so tell us a little bit about that <laughs> the origin story yeah um so i actually got into running when i was in third grade um, my dad was a former runner he was a big time athlete uh, he ran at university of michigan was a big marathoner um but i started competitively running like i said third grade um but i did other sports i did soccer um baseball, a little bit of basketball, was not good at basketball. But um, eventually when I went to high school, I decided I'd run full time. You know, like I just kind of fell in love with it. Nothing really is a a better feeling than getting a new PR or a new achievement. And I kind of just got addicted to that. And, um, you know, my high school coach and dad trained me throughout high school. And uh, I felt like I just kept being able to achieve my goals and you know at first i really you know wanted to be a college runner and then i did that and then i wanted to uh continue into being a professional runner and that's the goal now but i just i think that i probably suffer from the same curse that all runners do and that's that like you just can't get enough once you get a pr you just you have to do better you know like exactly like you're never satisfied so that's sort of just been my uh cornerstone and i'm just never satisfied with what i've run um but like that's yeah i I just i i have been running for a very very long time competitively um yeah like you guys mentioned i I did um club running back in the day and a lot of kids who do club running they never uh end up continuing to run throughout like high school they kind of burn out or just stop but I don't know I just I always had um I always really kept the passion and, and made sure not to get too high or too low on myself um just cuz I know that running is such an easy sport to burn out with so I've always been really careful about that and and you kind of always have to ask yourself like are you having fun with it cuz if you're not mm-hmm. then you shouldn't be doing it but that's yeah. that's the origin story of of just uh you know how I started my career yeah I, I and I definitely go ahead i was
1: gonna say like similar to you i started running in the second grade um and doing club track all the way through high school then i wanted to go to college then i started running with with the aggies up in san Sobispo. but people always asked me would ask me and my older brother like even when i was in high school because like you're saying a lot of club runners burn out and i'd be like man how'd you get how'd you get like to where you're at or i'm like well everyone else just stopped running i just kept running like I just had a, I had a passion for it that they didn't. I just kept running and kept getting better and finding ways to improve. So I yeah. think that's super, super sick that we can all really relate on that.
2: Yeah, yeah, at the end of the day, it's not even about who's like the best, it's really just about who can keep going the longest in terms yeah. of just staying healthy, uh, mentally being there and just wanting to continue, you know, doing it. Yeah, that's a great point. And definitely
0: since you've been running like for so many years, we've all had those like low valleys and those highs, highs on those mountaintops. But like who has gotten you through that those type of points? Like who is that person that's impacted you and like inspired you the most to up to this point in your life? What you say?
2: Definitely my dad. That's without a doubt. He's he's been like a great mentor. I think he's really just made me mentally tough over the years. Um, That's for me, that's a no brainer. Obviously, as a coach and dad, just great guy, and he has just taught me so many lessons of how to stay positive and not, it's really about just fighting the highs and fighting the lows. You, you can never, ever get too down on yourself after a poor performance or an injury. And it's so, I mean, we all know it's so hard to, to keep that, uh, you know, highs, high and low, low. But uh, yeah, definitely my dad
1: so when you're in high school too and when you started like hitting those fast times and college you started looking at you was georgetown always like the plan or was there any other schools you were really looking for or what stood out about georgetown in
2: particular so i i actually it's funny I, i always dreamed about going to michigan like my dad did and then i visited the school on an official visit finally And, um, you know, it was a great school. I had a lot of fun on the visit, but I didn't really get the, I guess, it feeling. But when I went on my official visit to Georgetown, I got that it feeling. And I thought that they just set me up for a better academic and athletic experience Um, and totally do not regret the decision of going to Georgetown. But yeah, the coach, um, Brandon Bonzi, was just super enthusiastic about me. So he was excited about me, so I was excited about the program and loved my time there great
1: mid-distance program and then, like, like always eh? yeah,
2: yeah just yeah. see them at
0: the pin relays every year y'all are there yeah. like competing for a top spot and then we'll definitely like touch on that later but before like speak on just like the little bit of the culture of just like this school of, like georgetown because i know y'all are straight up in the smack dab of washington dc and just the culture of like the team because if you see from like uh your vlogs and everything like that if you guys haven't checked them out definitely go check it out like you guys pretty have like a pretty fun time definitely on the distance crew.
2: yeah no it's i think the culture is really what i love the most about georgetown um on the team the team is what i was there for at the end of the day it's a really um difficult school academically but um i'm and it was hard to balance academics and athletics at times but you kind of just have to figure it out for yourself everyone's different um in terms of the team culture that's like I said that's what I love the most about it we all knew how to have fun um with each other during practice during workouts and kind of hype each other up get competitive and really just try and stay positive with each other uh yeah it's it's crazy thinking back that I'm never going back right now, but it's <laughs> it's kind of sad yeah. but um yeah. You know. <laughs> but yeah, I think at the end of the Crazy. day like every like running and uh trying to you know do well in the sport a lot of what can help is having a great team around you, and I probably didn't really uh didn't realize that until I was older when I had a a fun team uh you you can run a lot faster if you're running. Or, uh your teammates rather than just yourself yeah definitely definitely feel that and
0: then i see you actually you also started i believe you started the vlog when you're in college so like what really gave you like the true idea to like put yourself out there and really like really put let people into your life and when you started
1: the, the youtube, YouTube game completely <laughs>
2: <laughs> well yeah i I started um, freshman year, actually, so people listening want to look back on my entire college career. I guess it's it's all just on YouTube, pretty much every race, um, but I the it started from freshman year indoor, um, or I was home on winter break. My sister wanted to hang out with me, and I told her, ah, I can't hang out. I have to do a double round later this afternoon. And then she was like, you know what, Spencer, literally all you do is run. Your life is so boring. Why don't you just make a YouTube channel about it just to show everyone how boring it is? So I was like, <laughs> you know what, I'll do that. And then yeah. I posted a video of my of me just like kind of messing around at my house, running around. That was my first ever video. And then from there, I kind of just fell in love with um, making vlogs. At first they were for my teammates and I just to laugh at. They weren't getting any views. Mm and um over time maybe a few years later uh way more people started watching them and then it just kind of changed the whole uh perception of what I was doing I I I tried to always stay true to like who I was in the videos and not um kind of become a character but uh yeah it's it's definitely looking back from my old videos to the ones I put Post now i'm definitely a very different person but uh it's it is it's weird to think that there's a pretty big fan base or i wouldn't even call it fan base but a pretty good amount of people who kind of watch the life of just runners yeah i like yeah i like
1: like joshua i feel like people always hit up you hit you up joshua and they ask you like what ask for advice on starting a vlog or a podcast and what is your response that you always say joshua like bro you gotta you gotta keep on
0: doing it like you just gotta do it because I think you like if you if you keep on saying I want to do it if I want to do it like it's never gonna happen and then you really just gotta have fun with it to be honest because you ain't having fun with just making a vlog about especially just like running like you gotta just do it especially like right now too like there's a I feel like when definitely when you started there wasn't like there wasn't really nobody doing those type of like like running vlogs Mm -hmm. but then once once i got into it with with my team i feel like that's when more and more people started doing it but like especially now you just got to go out there and do it and try
1: yeah and i like how you Uh, yours is like called the the athlete special like instead of like (laughs) you know it's not like i don't know because sometimes with runners they get caught up on like just being a runner but like you are like you're an athlete and i like i like the name like where did the name athlete special really come from (laughs)
2: these are really good questions the because uh the so the name came from this deli sandwich in my hometown uh it's called the athletes special um and it's like my favorite deli sandwich so i just took that name changed it to the athlete special and Uh (laughs) that was Just simple and fun but i will agree with what uh joshua was saying about i get so many kids and i'm sure you do always asking, Hey, how do I, what, what's your advice for starting a channel? And he hit it right on the head that Mm -hmm. it's literally just about consistency and being passionate (laughs) about it and not doing it for views. Um, Anyone who hits a somewhat successful channel um, on YouTube, especially for YouTube runners, which is starting to actually become very popular. um, Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what makes it, what makes a channel successful or how you're going to have success is, just post a lot and don't post for views, post because you're having fun with it. Like if you're not having fun with it, then you're never gonna do anything with it because you're eventually gonna burn out. So you have to do yeah, it for sure. yourself and and like, you always have to check yourself and make sure that you're having fun while doing it. So that was a people really People enjoy seeing there. people
1: have fun too, like authentic, just like real, real fun. Just being themselves. Genuine fun. Yeah. I also wanted to pick up how Aaron said that, like,
0: oh, no, I, I'm, I'm all over <laughs> the place. How you said that, like, bro, like, running, like, YouTube is actually getting, like, really popular. Yeah. Like, first, it was, like, a real niche thing, and it's really, like, niche still right now. But I think, honestly, I'm going to say this right now, put on wax, everybody can hear me right now. Like, Spencer, you can, you can take this to the next level. That's how. That's what I was telling Aaron about this next week. I think. I think what you're doing right now and how. Like when I met you uh, last year at Brian Clay, that's when you started like blowing up. Like I remember probably then you probably had like 8k. I want to say and now you're at 44k. And I just think right now and this time and like, with the trials coming up next year and like and your just pursuit of getting that professional like career because there's no one vlogging as much as you do. At that lead of a level, you can not just bring running to like the next level. You can bring the entire vlogging of sports to the next level. And that's my just my little two cents on just keep on doing what you're doing real quick.
2: I appreciate that. And yeah, I think it's, I love thinking about uh, kind of the inception of YouTube runners. Um, it really, it used to just kind of be like, my channel i know your guys's channel was it was like because it was the russie project back in the day um yeah yeah and then there was emma abramson and then zach mm-hmm. levitt came along eventually but it really you know, straight it's, it's, yeah yeah and then now it seems like there's so many more like people on the rise with youtube but yeah that's honestly always been my goal exactly what you're saying i i just want to bring a bigger light to like the worlds of running and like real running like like the nitty-gritty stuff that like sucks about the sport and the stuff that's amazing about the sport like the grindy stuff when you're waking up early to do a workout have a bad workout have a bad race or you know have a great workout great race it's the whole sport is so dynamic that just showing all aspects i think is really relatable and, and fun for everyone but yeah i appreciate that and Just, we got plenty of stuff in store for the next year. Um, I'm just super excited about kind of, as you said, trying my best to take it to the next level. Yeah, I think you're on your way. You're on your way, I'm telling you Especially
1: Especially with you, like, now, like, pursuing that professional career with running and having your own brand along with some sponsorship. Somebody needs to come out and sponsor this man. But (laughs) that's going to be that's going to be something that like, you're going to open up a new gateway for runners. Like, like I think people should take into consideration, like those, that 44 K subscribers that you have when looking for that sponsorship, like you have people like when well we're about to get into the races right now, but like, like I've been watching a bunch of your videos preparing for this, but just watching when you did the, the four minute mile, like I was able to watch that and I could like feel your energy, like you're genuine like, happiness from like accomplishing that goal and like that's what really is gonna attach people to you and give you that that following over like some guy that's running like 328 you know people love to see the (laughs) entire entire come up so i'm super excited for you too and see what's gonna happen but speaking of these races let's get into this blue jean mile world record i just watched that video actually (laughs) pretty impressive 416 for a mile it's some skinny and jeans. jeans. I mean, they were kind of skinny. Jeans. They were skinny jeans, too. <laughs> <laughs> How did that come about?
2: You got so, the super skinnies on? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. That was actually a couple of years ago now. I Fun fact, I only held the record for, like, a week, and then some guy came along and broke it after seeing my video. That's um, Some guy from BYU, he ran, like, 411. So. Wow. I had the record for a little bit of time, but uh, I basically knew this guy um, who was in charge of like the blue jean mile. It wasn't supposed to be that big of a deal, but I thought it'd be funny if I just like went all in for it. Um, and I knew that they were hosting an event yeah. and I told them I was going to come and try to film a video and just like kind of go super hard on it and actually try like my best for it. And it, on it, I, you guys should go out and try it. The jeans don't actually slow you down that that much. For me, it was the belt. The mm-hmm. belt was really weird because it was like, like weird on my hip. Mm-hmm. It messes up your hips more than anything. Um, but it, that was just honestly for fun. I, I just like doing fun things like that. Definitely am going to be doing an attempt soon once I can get back on an attract. Um, okay. I'm gonna go on record. I'm going to break 410. Oh, okay.
1: Wait, is there like a certain type of jeans like you're required to wear?
2: Yeah, there, there is. So it has to be 100% cotton. It's it's pretty technically official, I guess. Um, it's, 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 it's just really funny, but like, <laughs> I don't know. The whole thing is dumb, but we all laugh about it. And I think it can honestly become like a kind of big thing if people want to get into it. Sort of like the beer mile, but like, yeah, obviously like, anyone can get involved because it's not beer or and like it's not or like the chocolate milk mile but like it's more disgusting exactly like who actually wants to drink (laughs) chocolate milk and throw up at the end or beer and throw up like it's they're not fun to do you know this is kind of fun to do yeah, when you said that 100% cotton, I kind of
0: – I don't know if I want to be doing that, bro. I, 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 sweat a, I sweat a lot, bro. That doesn't sound fun,
2: to be honest. That really does not sound though. fun. The
1: chafing is going to be unreal. The chafing is well, the worst. Yeah, you smart. just have
2: to wear half tights underneath, and then you're good to go. Um, there is some chafing, though. So, yeah, I honestly yeah. – just take it at your own risk. <laughs> yeah. But then moving on to that, bro, like let's just move
0: right into uh, – Actually, no, 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 never mind, never mind. Back, backtrack, backtrack, backtrack. Hey, actually, no, 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 no. My bad, my bad. Let's move into that sub four performance, bro. I really want to talk about that and just take us like take us a little bit through that race and just your mindset going in and just what were you thinking afterwards and during
2: So, at the time, I had run, um, I think, 404, but I knew I was in shape to run four flat or under. And... The week prior i had actually i ran 404 and i was really like nervous and tight before that race and ended up not doing as well as i wanted so i kind of just actually actually before the race um before the sub four race i i told myself you know what just like get this stupid time goal out of your head like because i had been trying to break four for a bunch of years and I was like, mm. you're just getting in your own head about it. Like it's such a number barrier thing that it doesn't actually exist. Um, but like, just don't even, who cares if you break four or not? Like, just don't think about it. And then in the race, I kind of just stayed as relaxed as I could. And um, honestly felt like a great surge with one lap to go. Cause I kind of glanced up and knew I was close, but I knew I'd have to close fast and I hate to say it, but it's one of those races. I don't know if you guys have that feeling ever, but I finished in like, I just felt super light and not like that tired in the moment. Um, Mm. It's the races that are the bad ones that hurt the most. I feel like like your best races, you feel great after. You're like, I could for sure go faster, but it was really really fun because I didn't know I broke forward and I had to wait for the thing to come up and I barely did it. It was like 0.03 under which uh was just like funny because it's like you barely did it but you did I don't know mm-hmm. and then um yeah I talked a lot after and a lot of people were super positive to me about it and uh no it was it was just a great experience and something that kind of changed me for the for the good and I think that just a lot of people can relate to it like you have a goal you go out and do the goal and then you know, move on, try something else.
1: No, that's super thick. That's super and, and, that's super thick yeah. to experience that.
0: And to accomplish a goal like that, I feel like is really like every distance runner or mid distance runners like dream to break like that four minute barrier. Then if I'm not wrong, that kind of like, kicked off your whole entire like 2019 like track season. So that was last year in the indoor season. Then you went on to have like a, a pretty like good outdoor season and an even better cross country season. And then speaking on that like we were talking about pin relays earlier. Just talk about your pin relay experience this year when you're in that 4 by mile and that uh, I just I really just rewatched that video and that last leg. It's the you do from Indiana, Morgan McDonald, then you in third place bowing out for four laps.
2: Yeah, that see that's another that was another great race. Last year was yeah, the sub four really kind of boosted my confidence to a whole nother level and kinda just for once I felt like I could like kind of put my hat in the ring with the big boys. Uh but yeah, that the Penn relays race, we we ended up losing, but I was I guess happy with the way I kind of ran, um, confidence wise. At the end of the day, Morgan McDonald is Morgan McDonald. He just was too quick. <laughs> yeah. um, we we didn't we ran tactical. We didn't really run fast until the last two hundred, and I was trying to wait as long as possible, and like. I just hit a certain point where I literally couldn't move my legs any faster and they Morgan McDonald and the Indiana guy could just go a little bit faster. So I probably wasn't I know a, that too well. Like it was it wasn't even like a lactic acid t- you know tying up thing. It was just like I can't move as fast as you right now. So that that kind of I was pissed after that race, but my coach was at least happy about the way I, I tried and um, that's just another it was an it's It's good to have moments like that where you kind of get put down to um, because it's humbling and it's like, okay, like he beat me now, and now like I know that I need to get a lot better if I want to win or get better and like get to that next level. So it sort of just like changes your mindset. Like, okay, I'm pretty good, but like in the grand scheme of things, I could be a lot better, and I have to like get mentally tougher and just get physically fitter. So yeah, Relays was awesome experience um really sad that it's not happening this year but yeah
1: then you popped off at at brian clay you get getting a pretty fast heat with like some pros and all <laughs> the top nc double oh guys
2: and you kind of you do your you do your thing there too well you guys i that's where i bet I, I at least met joshua yeah at- joshua so what's going on uh subscribe athlete special shout out music project For sure. shout out joshua uh, love the channel love the content yeah i at least met yeah. brian clay that was that was a really fun experience um i under the lights and just felt great that day california just had all the right vibe and hype to it and i mean to be mm-hmm. honest i got 11th place in the race and so like you know like I, and i ran a, a big pr but like a lot of guys okay. beat me still, so at the end I was, I was it's, yeah. it's a weird feeling because I was happy about my time, but it's like, all right, you got dragged to a good time, like, you know, a lot of people beat you at the end of the day, but that was, yeah, that was like probably the highlight of my outdoor season, so that was cool that you guys were there for that, and I it makes me uh, want to move out to Cali at some point in my life. It's love that area. Hey, it's nice. You gotta
1: come. Come come visit. Come visit, man. <laughs> Definitely. If you come if you come through the California again,
0: we gotta get a run in or something. Definitely come down to SoCal. Or even where Aaron's at. That would, that would be dope. But then also was wondering because uh Brian Clay, a great venue. You got literally got people that can like slap you on the track while you're running. And then Pen Relays probably it's like a football stadium. I've never been there, but it's just like insane. And where's like the What's the most exciting or just best like track race or venue that you've been at and that you love to run at?
2: It Penn relays. I gotta give it to Penn Relays because it's the only event where there's you feel like a like you're like on the level of a football player at the Super Bowl or something. You know, there's there's actually mm. thousands of people there. Brian plays a really, yeah. really fun twilight type meet. Um it's like a great like runner-only spectator um like vibe to it but pen Realize is something that you can only experience if or you only know the experience if you were there um you know you walk into the stadium and there's like there's literally like 50,000 people there and you can feel the presence it's like it's cool when people are excited about track and it's that many people so pen pen Realize for me definitely the most exciting track event.
0: And then moving on from there from Brian Clay, you ended up, you ended your uh, track season. Just talk about the, like the end of your track season and what you really learned from this past year.
2: So at the, are you, are, is the question the end of this track season or last year? Oh, the past track season. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So last year was, it was disappointing because I was on, I was in like the absolute best shape of my life at the Brian Clay meet and then the pen Relays right after. And then from there, I got a little bit sick and just wasn't in that same mental and physical shape that I was earlier in April. So I ended up not making the NCAA outdoor meet and that just killed me. I was so, I, I was like the first time I would cried about running ever. I'm usually pretty fine about like, like, you know, a bad race, but that would killed me because I was like, I, I really thought that I could do something special if I had made the NCAA meet, but I kind of choked it away at the regional meet, which is tough. But at the end of the day, it only kind of, you know, makes you stronger. I always say it builds character. Yeah. Whether that's true or not, I just try to say it to make myself feel it's, better. It's true. It's true. <laughs> yeah, so that that was that was the end of last year track. And, you know, it's sad because I wanted to have a redemption arc and make the NCAA meet this year and try and do something. But obviously that's not happening what happened but you yeah. know you that's just life for you that's just the way she goes and uh i'm, I'm on to other stuff anyway so yeah it was yeah last year track was a great experience you know where we are where we are now
1: yeah and then you get you got that whole fifth year ahead of you i've had experience with the fifth year before it's it's fun and you you had a graduate program that you're getting into so i'm sure you're coming into this year with a vengeance it's disappointing that we're not gonna get to see you on the track this year, but you had a you had a pretty pretty good cross season. You know, getting eighth at regionals, um, and then heading into heading into indoor, you're kind of doing your thing there. But go into that a little bit like, how was that cross season for you, and what were your expectations for indoor right after?
2: So yeah, for cross, I um, I definitely had the best cross year of my life but I mean, let me just tell you a little something about college cross country. It's miserable. <laughs> it is so hard. As a middle distance runner, I'm not kidding. Like it is some of the most miserable experiences of my life. You feel I mean, like you're dying for 30 minutes straight in a 10 K and you just, it's. It, there's not a second of it that doesn't want to make you die. I, I'm telling you it is miserable. Maybe I just was never tough enough for it, but it's it's just something else um took me five years to get decent at it and yeah Mm -hmm. the regional race meant a lot because um we for the previous two years had not made the national meet for cross country and I felt like I was probably the one who was responsible for why we didn't because I choked at regionals twice in cross so this final fifth year was my last chance to help the team make nationals we ended up getting second place at regionals so we qualified so that was a huge emotional moment for me um one that i'll i will remember for the rest of my life and then by the time i got to ncaa's for cross country i was gassed i was so tired from running a 10k the week before and it was muddy out and you know i i'll tell you this i tried as hard as i could in that ncaa uh cross race but you know the legs just they were not moving that day. I'll tell you that. And it was muddy. So I ended up placing like 200th place at the national meet. So I was disappointed with that. But I think that it was a big step for our program to get back to uh, cross country nationals. And then for indoors, I honestly was very disappointed with my final indoor season in college. Um, I was just in honestly bad shape for like the first half of the season. I think a big reason for that was because I Uh, had a very successful cross-country season and just physically and mentally I took a lot of time off after and thought I could come back for track quicker and you know tried coming back fast had a little small injury not like a long-term thing and then just the first half of the season was me trying to get back into good shape. And I finally, by the end of indoor, was really ready to go and um, back to peak fitness. And it was just disappointing that uh, we, we didn't get an outdoor season. But I, I really felt like the, in, this indoor was just a bunch of tough races that um, kind of just made me... I, I was getting every, I was getting better every race. And like I said, yeah, I just felt like at the end of the season, I was finally good to go and primed for outdoor so disappointing, there is no outdoor season. But at the end of the day, you get a lot more time to train. Um, everyone has an opportunity now to kind of level up their own running yep. because of the time we have been given uh, to just train. So that, that was sort of just the sum up of uh, my last year of college.
1: Mm-hmm. I've been telling everybody right now during this coronavirus, like, yo, life, I know it seems like life is on pause, but it's really not. Like, this is a time for anyone to come up on anything, whether that's like getting into your running, starting that podcast you wanted to do, but there's really like right now, this is the time to really be grinding on something. Like,
2: yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And, um, I I don't like when people say like, Oh, there's no point to train right now because there's no races because there, if there was an outdoor track season, you'd be racing and training for that and that would help your cross season for the next year. But kids kind of just not training and doing nothing now. It doesn't like you could make the argument. It doesn't make sense to train, but it also makes no sense not to train. So I, I think You're that, right. yeah, yeah it, you make a good point. You, this, this, for some people, they could take advantage of this time and start doing stuff that they have wanted to do for a while. Yeah. Like starting a podcast, Start a YouTube channel. Um, just start training more. There's a lot of time, and it's really rare that any of us get this amount of time to kind of do what we want. So, I think looking at it positive like that is really, really a good thing.
0: And then, especially what you've been doing, you just really started launching like your apparel since you got over, got, un- got from underneath the clutches of NCAA. You uh, <laughs> really on your own now. You, we, we all see see the crew neck right there. And then what, you just dropped some uh, some pullovers, mm-hmm. like a pullover windbreaker. So like, how, what do you just see the future of like your apparel and athlete
2: special going in the next couple of years? I'm, yeah, that's, thanks for asking about that. I'm really excited about um, the, the future. It's called task running. So it's the athlete special, but paraphrased. Um, and it's, we really eventually are going to get into much more athletic apparel. We kind of teased those um, windbreaker uh, rain jackets. We only uh, ended up doing a really small, exclusive drop for them. And Mm -hmm. then right now we have like the OG athlete special stuff out um, because that's what a bunch of people want right now. They want the hoodies and the crews, but eventually we are going to be making like athletic, you know, running short shorts uh, and hats, shirts athletic just all athletic wear and we're super excited because we, we think that i think i, I both uh, my partner his name is ethan rosen um he helped start uh task running with me um no one really knows him from my vlogs but he will be put into more very soon he's he's like the, the behind the scenes guy mm-hmm. um but we just have so much in store for uh the next year. And we plan on rolling out so many new uh, drops and it's, I, I'd like to say that it'll be somewhat similar to what Tin Man Elite is doing, but we obviously, it's, it's obviously going to be our own spin on yeah. um And we're not going to just like, we're not, we're not here to steal any other ideas. Um, we have our own ideas and formula for what we're trying to do with the brand. But I think it's, it's all about kind of just embracing the grind, embracing the process, that type of thing. That's like the message and the ethos of uh, task running. Um, and I think that just any runner, whether you're like 11 years old watching one of our videos or like a 60 year old person, it, like that, that idea of trust the process or embrace the grind kind of resonates with anyone.
1: So can we expect to see like some vlogs like in in the warehouse making apparel, like switching it up, kind of showing some of that side too?
2: A hundred that exactly. You hit it perfect with that. Um that's exactly what we plan on doing. Obviously, we kinda have to like I have to be careful with the type of videos I post right now on YouTube, um, in terms of just like respecting social distancing stuff. So mm-hmm. i'm not sure when but that's exactly what we want to do um and then we're still figuring out living for next year and i've got a bunch of other stuff behind the scenes but i'd really personally like to move out west somewhere um, whether that's like california colorado or flagstaff arizona just to kind of really like get into that pro running lifestyle
0: Mm mm-hmm yeah, that, that sounds that sounds dope, bro. We're really excited to see where you go on from there. But let's just move on to some type of like closing out questions as we close out like this great podcast with the great sprinter Brown, aka the Athlete Special. And like one thing is like, what's like? We know you're on YouTube, so you gotta be watching YouTube at least a little bit. Like, what's your favorite YouTube channels right now? It doesn't really have to pertain to running, but like, what are you really messing with right now on YouTube?
2: So YouTube um outside of YouTube running I I really like dude perfect that that trick shot YouTube channel yeah. they do some crazy oh, stuff they're clean um they they're just like really cool guys and they do real fun sporty stuff um I don't even fish at all but I but I watch this guy called black tip h fishing just such random that just shows how weird YouTube is that like you could get into videos like that and um a little bit of david dobrik i'm not gonna lie i watch david dobrik i think he's hilarious um true, that yeah, whole guy. blog squad um but and... he's king
0: right now that's what i'm saying david dobrik's king on youtube right now for real for real
2: mm-hmm. yeah yeah david dobrik of course logan paul like i've i've seen he, I, he's recently been putting some funny content out but um i don't i don't listen uh I actually enjoyed listening to a couple of his podcasts mm-hmm. it's called impulsive and then um i've i've always really liked adam 22 he's i don't know if you'd know him he's like a he, he does um podcasts with like up-and-coming rappers okay but and yeah, then, that's such an assortment of random youtube stuff is that not is that no jumper yeah no jumper no jumper oh, okay for sure i know the, no jumper
1: Speaking about no jumper, uh, what what artists, musical artists, are you really listening to
2: right now? Well, I'm I've always been a huge X fan, and oh. it's really I mean obviously you RIP X, yeah. But, uh, I mean, there's always new X music, which is crazy. And then mm-hmm. um, other than like that, uh, I'm not like crazy into any new stuff out right now. I'm kind of listening to a bunch of like just the baby bangers when I'm running on the treadmill or something like that. Yeah. Um, just like pretty basic ass stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the baby the baby got slappers
1: though. But do you uh, do you feel like cause me and Josh always talk about how we listen to a lot of different podcasts and YouTube and stuff and like I always feel like I could find like inspiration out of something so random like whether it's like yeah no jumper and you know the guests no jumper has some wild guests on there sometimes yeah and you can like i don't know i feel like i could just watch like some random video and be like oh like that's kind of cool how they did that like how can i apply that to like art like to running report do you feel like you get
2: inspiration from other people like that too definitely definitely a lot of my videos come from other YouTubers and it doesn't even have to do with like running a lot of the time. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, the way that they cut that shot was cool. I'm gonna use that in a video. Or like just like, oh the message that they're trying to spread. I like that. Um yeah, I think that at the end of the day YouTube YouTubers um can use each other to kind of help build their audience and make their content cleaner, better and It's such a learning curve, and there's no there's no perfect formula to a YouTube account um, or content, and it's always changing. That's like the fun part with it. So I definitely sometimes I'll you know steal a video idea from Nick Simmons here and there if I need to. (laughs) I'm grinding
1: on YouTube. He grinds. Hey, speaking of Nick Simmons, real quick, (laughs) I saw you did the paper test. I saw you did the paper test. Yeah, Nick,
2: I did the you I did Nick the, Simmons. <laughs> I,
0: did the,
2: I I did, but I was getting a lot of comments from like twelve-year-olds saying like I scored a 150, I scored a 180, I only scored a 135, and I was Dang. dead. No lie, I
1: no lie. When I was in the eighth grade, I promised I I beat the pacer test. Like <laughs> I finished it, and they're like, "You have completed the pacer test." And I was like,
2: "Yeah."
1: I was right. I did that in jeans, bro. Like it's like a PE. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I was like yeah. pretty
1: proud of myself. I want to try it again though, because I remember it being really hard towards the end. It too. is hard. You got to be it, sprinting at the end.
2: It's hard, and yeah. like I forget. Like obviously, I played soccer back in the day, but like that quick twitch turnaround has kind of, you know, mm. I have not done it in a while, so my hips were so sore after, and my calves and Achilles were so sore, and it's just, just the turning and like you know, the quickness of having to go back and forth. I kind of forgot what that was even like. So it you should you guys should try it out. And make a video out of it. It's it's just fun um, to do. Yeah. So that's and the then right now, honestly.
0: <laughs> With that, we just wanna we're, we're get you out of here real quick. If we got one more question, just like what mark do you want to leave on this sport of running as you as you move into your professional career and on onward?
2: So I just I've said it for a while. I just want to Change the way that people look at running. Um, that's why I make my videos as uh, personal as possible. And I think that there needs to be so many more personalities in the sport because that's exactly what the sport's missing. In football and basketball and baseball, there's personalities in their sports, there's yeah. social media with the athletes. That's Jeez. what brings in the money, that's what brings in the fans. And look, like, I'm a sub four miler, but like, there's a lot more sub four milers out there that no one really knows or cares about. Mm -hmm. And they could start a YouTube (laughs) channel, they should build their social media brand, because that's what's going to make people care about track, care about running in general, and make the sport bigger and better and maybe like get it on tv or something one day yeah. you know i don't know exactly where the sport's going but i want to change it that way and you know get people excited to want to do something with their self in the sport and kind of just build their own social media man you're you're preaching to the choir right now right you're Not preaching
0: you. to the choir like <laughs> i i believe in everything that you just said and that's where that's what we we're trying to do on the Runner Report as well. Just bring running to that mainstream level that we because we we've been running for a long time, and the reason we've been running for a long time is that the sport's dope. Like the from going to track meets to watching it online to train every single day, it's a and a sort of sport that every people that a lot of people do across the country. Like cross country is one of the biggest sport high school like sports. Most people do that, so like that, definitely, bro. We we think that you can bring it to that next level and we're definitely going to be rooting for you down down the line for sure
2: yeah no i appreciate that and just having news outlets like running report to kind of help uh escalate people to that next level is going to be huge as well it's going to be basically a community effort you know everyone has to just kind of support and you know be willing to help others to kind of Bring track up a notch. So I like that we're all on the same page. Yeah. Um yeah, thanks for thanks for having me on though. I really appreciate this. No problem. No problem. Aaron, you got anything else left to, to say before we close it out? Um,
1: I mean all I gotta say is I think we're at the beginning of a movement right now. Like we're saying, we're seeing the YouTubers starting to pop up. You got running report popping up. Things are changing and social media is so crazy. So we're gonna keep on uh rising to the next level. And to have have Spencer on here, a future face of the sport, I'm sure is awesome and an honor. But all I gotta say is, if you guys don't subscribe to the Athlete Special, like what are you doing? You just went through this whole podcast. Go subscribe to the Athlete Special right now. Go buy an OG crew neck and hoodie at, is it taskrunning.com? Type it in right now, pitch it up, go buy a hoodie. I'm about to get one myself. But other than that, I mean, I, got, I don't really got much to say, Joshua. All
0: right, bro. Thanks for coming on, bro. We really do appreciate it. If you want to come back any other time, bro, we more than welcome to have you back on. And thank you all for watching another episode of Two Black Runners. It was just-
1: What's up, everybody? It's your boy A.A. Ron from The Running Report. And I just want to say thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Two Black Runners make sure you go ahead and hit that subscribe button on the YouTube, and if you haven't already, we're on all streaming platforms, so that's Spotify, that's Apple Music. Go ahead, subscribe, follow us on Instagram at The Running Report, and don't forget to look up Taz Running. Go put that in your search bar, Taz Running, and go get yourself a nice, clean OG hoodie. Thank you, Spencer, for coming on again, and to everyone else, peace out. Much love, see you guys next Tuesday.